0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Discussing Doodles.
1: The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a different animation studio each week.
0: Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead.
1: So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now.
0: Final disclaimer when we get excited, we tend to swear.
1: Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You have have been warned. warned. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Discussing Doodles. Ah. It's, uh It's DreamWorks week. It is. DreamWorks always is a studio that I have mixed feelings about. Yeah. Um, I think they've made some unbelievable movies and I think they've also not... Fair. <laughs> <laughs> How do you <laughs> feel about DreamWorks?
0: I... Um yeah kind of similar i suppose i think i i think i prefer them to you
1: oh well you like them more than your own brother
0: (laughs) 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 yeah i do (laughs) wow okay no, wait! Right, what a
1: lovely way to start an episode. <laughs> I didn't mean
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer them. to you prefer them? Yeah,
1: yeah, you like them better than I do. I think so. Um, probably. Yeah. I, I, last week, obviously, we did uh, Toy Story two. Mm. Yes, scored eighty. It did. Um, that's that's pretty. That's pretty
0: cool. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it's um. <laughs> I think it's worthy. Of yeah, an I definitely think so. Yeah.
1: You know, 80s are like a good, good score. Like, I didn't, re- I didn't know when we first came into this. I didn't know what would be a great score and what would be an average score. I think if you've got an eight at the front of your score, then you're one of the best films
0: going. That definitely right? is the trend so far because it's yeah. basically just the Rugrats movies, Prince of Egypt, and Land for Time that have done that. Yeah, exactly. as well as Toy Story.
1: Um, talking of Prince of Egypt. Yeah. That was 81, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And that is obviously an a unbelievable film um, made by DreamWorks directly before this one that we're going to discuss today. Yeah. Um, I did what we did last week and I went back and listened to The Prince of Egypt. Oh, did you? Because I thought it might be nice to, to uh, sort of... It's a good benchmark to go off of, I guess. Yeah. Um, because... Oh.
0: That's. Sorry. That, I mean,
1: <laughs> the, the Prince of Egypt, obviously. I'll say it now. This isn't going to score what the Prince of Egypt scored. Okay. Do you not think?
0: No, Prince of nice. Egypt is powerful, epic stuff. Yeah. That many um, animated movies aren't going to reach.
1: Yeah, exactly. But the the road and the Road to El Dorado definitely did not reach that kind of epicness. Right. Um, do you, do you agree? Yeah, not that, not that epic, not that scale. Um, okay, so obviously, people listening, we're we're doing the Road to El Dorado today. Yeah,
0: if you didn't know, <laughs> if you
1: didn't guess, uh, which is uh, DreamWorks' two thousand film, not their 2000 film, the, f- the film they made. I was say, why are we doing it third? <laughs> <laughs> Season two thousand. Oh god! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and I hadn't seen this one. For Many, 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 many years.
0: Me neither.
1: Um, I think I probably saw it when it was when it
0: first came out on video. Yes, agreed. And then
1: haven't seen it since.
0: Yeah, I watched it around a friend's house, and I think yeah. that was the last time I saw it.
1: Yeah. Um, what did you think
0: of it? I like, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. had a really good time with it. Yourself?
1: Yeah, I did too. Um, I, th- I I thought obviously we'll get to the sections, but I thought the animation was superb i loved how it looked we will get there like you say but
0: i really like yeah i loved it i was very impressed
1: yeah me too although i I, when we get to talking about story i think i'm going to bring back a phrase that we haven't used yet this season oh (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so story do you want to quickly give us a rundown of the the basic plot
0: yeah 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 so i've got here that it's an adventure musical comedy. Tis the genre. <laughs> good old, good old genre. <laughs> yeah. Um. And the film basically follows two con artists who escape Spain and use a map that leads them to the city of El Dorado, where they are mistaken for gods. Yeah.
1: And It's then, a basic gist. Very. Basic. They basically. Uh, I I found it funny because, so the main characters are called Miguel and Tulio, was it? Mm -hmm. Um, And Tulio finds love in El Dorado. Yeah. Um, But what I found really interesting about the story is that even though Tulio found something that's really worth staying there for, he still wanted to leave. Yes. And Miguel found pretty much nothing of value there, but he really wanted to stay. Really wanted
0: to stay, yeah. Um,
1: and I thought that was quite an interesting twist on it because the the obvious story is the guy that falls in love wants to stay because he's fallen in love, but that wasn't yeah. the case. He was just like, "No, you come with me. I'm going. Right? I'm <laughs> going. Like, let's go like back." Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was it was an interesting story, but I do think, um, first of all, the f- the film is called The Road to El Dorado. Um, mm. the road didn't take very long.
0: It didn't actually did we, it. we ended
1: up in El Dorado
0: pretty damn pretty quickly. quickly.
1: I it should have it should have been titled the the stay in El Dorado or Okay. The, do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We got there, we got there super quick. Um Yeah, it wasn't then, much of a journey. No. And then I feel once we were there, before before things started getting interesting, um, we were kind of just there. And right. that's where I believe there were wait for it, drum roll please. Pacing issues,
0: right?
1: Just going to say that now. I think there are pacing issues. Sorry okay.
0: about it. Interesting. I kind of get where you're coming from, actually. I didn't feel, I didn't feel pacing issues, but I understand what you're saying in terms of like maybe we got there too quickly because yeah. the movie makes it sound like we're going on a journey. Yeah. And perhaps in the final act of the film, we find El Dorado.
1: It's going to be like a big reveal, like the, like well. Maybe earlier than, but like the Great Valley, like a like a big moment. Yeah, where it's like oh, it's El Dorado, but like we found it in ten minutes. Mm. It's like, oh, there it is, then. There it is.
0: <laughs> the road yeah. to El Dorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. I didn't really think about that. But right. you, you're 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 true. You're true. You're, <laughs> you're, you're true three to the next to the- round. I'm Louis Walsh. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: <that's> funny. <laughs>
0: funny funny um, um so
1: do you have any backs backstage back um, behind ste- the scenes
0: <laughs> yeah i've got some backstage gossip for you. Yeah? spilling the tea here at discussing doodles double d let's go for wow. it um also just we're gonna say we are doing that thing where we're filming separately at the moment so again apologies yes for any moments but this might be the last one hopefully
1: Hopefully yeah I'm I am planning to just so you all know that we're not going to be breaking rules I'm planning to actually uh go and stay in the same house as Luke for the month of December and we will be doing a bit of social distancing once I first get there but then after a while uh, we'll we'll pull that back because you know we're going to be living together so
0: yes and back to like
1: normal good podcasts yeah and <laughs> being able to watch the movie together because it's much more fun yeah
0: when we watch it together having fun isn't hard sorry (laughs) anyhow enough of that backstage 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 gossip go on backstage tea jeffrey katzenberg here he is yeah um mark just did a little tiny sigh then Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) jeffrey katzenberg met with the screenwriters and gave them a book by hugh thomas Whoever he is, days. I'm just giving him a shout-out, Hugh Thomas. Get off. Um, and the book was called Conquest, Monsenuma, Cortez, and the Fall of Old Mexico. Okay. Yeah, I probably butchered that first word. But so was you this, going with is this like a history book or? Oh, I
1: could tell like you. Or like a story? I okay. couldn't tell you. You so didn't um, do that much research, all right. No, <laughs> it's me we're talking about. Come on. Um he wanted to
0: do an animated film set in the Age of Discovery, sometimes known as the Age of Exploration, um, which is basically the 15th century to the 17th century. I did my research in that okay, aspect. Well done. Um, and the movie itself takes place in 1519, I think. Okay,
1: so early on in the uh, Age yeah. of exploration.
0: Yes. So, and originally they did set out to make a very dramatic movie because that Katzenberg wanted scale and drama and all that stuff. And the the OG plans for the films were a bit more raunchier and steamier, and it was a bit more deathier. <laughs> there was death, lots of death. Raunchier. That,
1: I don't know how you can get much raunchier because that it girl. Was what's very, her name? Very
0: very raunchy. Yeah. She was called Shell. Shell. Um, and it was very raunchy for a kid's mm. thing. On I've got it down here for characters, but as we're talking about it, I say it now. I felt she was a little bit too sexualized.
1: She was, she was, she was hot. She
0: was. <laughs> like, but that I'll was just say that that like, was, she was it. That was <laughs> yeah. it. That was the function, it. and I was like, mm, don't know mm. how I feel about that. But apparently, it was raunchier and than 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 what we saw, Mark. Wow. Okay. I know. Like, pick your jaw up off the floor, <laughs> yeah. um, but. But DreamWorks, were, as we have mentioned, was working on The Prince of Egypt, mm-hmm. which was already quite a dramatic film that involved a lot of death. I wasn't
1: raunchy, though. It wasn't raunchy. It <laughs> wasn't
0: raunchy, but it was dramatic and God a goodness, lot of death. Whoa. <laughs> um, so Katzenberg decided they should actually stray away from the serious because they were already doing it, which I think is yeah. a good move. Um, yeah. And because of that, the film was actually put on hold for a bit because production and planning did start around 1995, uh, but they stopped for quite a while. And the Inside DreamWorks team then jokingly nicknamed the film El Dorado, The Lost City, on hold, because apparently it was just on hold for a long time. But I guess eventually they decided to make it the sort of, because it's in, in a Toy Story-esque kind of way, it's kind of a buddy picture, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Buddy picture, very funny. Like we said, it's a, in a musical comedy. So they definitely did, when they got back on track with it, left their sort of Prince of Egypt drama behind, which I think is nice to switch it up a bit. Yeah. Because it sounds like they were just going to do the same sort of thing again.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it is, it is nice that they, they changed things up. But, um, i still i i I can't there's a part of me that would have liked to have seen the. it's like what we talked about the um the don bluth cut of the land before time being super dark and all of that there is a part of me that wishes actually i wish i could see the uh the el dorado the lost city (laughs) version the way they first intended it just because that'd be really interesting to see i
0: think yeah see the contrast Mm. yeah
1: cool um have you got any, any more or is that's that... my lot Mark. that's it all right so let's let's get let's start scoring then so do you know do you know what you want to give it for story?
0: yeah, i'm gonna give it a very strong seven okay i think okay yeah i think it was a very above i think it was above average movie, but it didn't it wasn't Prince of egypt it didn't blow me yeah. away
1: i think i think it was there was a nice there was a nice plot and there were like a couple of nice little twists and turns and stuff so mm. you know but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to what I said about pacing issues. Alright. Um, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go and give it a six. A six based on your seven. Yeah. Alright. Cool. Characters then. Correctors. We've already discussed a few.
0: Yes, Tulio and Miguel. And they are, are they got some two.
1: famous voices, am I right?
0: Um yeah, Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, so
1: I don't know Kevin Klein for much apart from the fact that I think he was Phoebus. Phoebus in
0: um, Hunchback. Oh, quite possibly. I did recognise his voice, you know. It's probably where he was from. But Um, I... um, He was also... I just did a little tiny, teeny research of what he was in, like, recently. And he played Maurice in the live-action Beauty and Beast. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. No, I'm pretty certain he was Phoebus. If he's not Phoebus... Sounds like him. Tell me on the Twitter, at Disc Doodles. Yeah. And let me know. But I'm pretty certain he was Phoebus.
0: He did sound like him, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, there it is. Good Kenneth Branagh we know,
1: obviously. Of
0: course, who Kenneth doesn't? <laughs> yeah. He's Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, they
1: were great characters, actually. D- did you did you have one that you preferred to the other?
0: Yeah, do you know what? Uh, well, it's funny. Like, Miguel is easily the funnier of the two. Yeah. Because uh, Tulio is kind of more, like, realistic in his goals and stuff. And he's yeah. very much like, let's not be silly. Miguel always, he can't see the line. He goes too far. Yeah. Um so Miguel's definitely funnier, but Tulio, weirdly enough, was my favourite of the two, which I wasn't expecting. Okay. Um, so I, just I, I, liked I liked Miguel better. Be- yeah, okay. Because he
1: kept me entertained. He was he he's was funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh yeah. I, I just I thought he and he, he he was kind of he's kind of a bit more pure pure hearted than Tulio, yeah. I feel.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, obviously they're both con men and so neither of them are pure hearted individuals.
0: Naughty boys <laughs> really and truly <laughs> aren't they? Yeah.
1: They are. <laughs> Um but no I thought they were both good quite good lead characters. Yeah. Agreed. Um Then there's the what's she
0: called Shell? Shell who yeah like I said is I felt a little overly sexualized. Yeah, she
1: didn't have much function rather than to be sexy.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So there's that. That's um,
0: Shell. <laughs> bit of,
1: a bit of casual early 90s male run animation studio sexism but that's fine.
0: Yeah, it it happens doesn't yeah. happen much anymore so it's all right it's, that's, good, that's the thing we're, we're step in the right direction we're in the direction the movies are
1: exactly. getting worse but the sexism is getting better so it's fine
0: well i don't know It's <laughs> getting <laughs> <We're thinking> worse <laughs> anyhow um, um who else is there sekel khan is the villain
1: yeah well there were almost two villains because i think uh, cortez was also
0: sort of two. a villain as well we have cortez as well and cortez was voiced by jim cummings lovely the king of animation, animation voices, <laughs> voice yeah. um so and he did play some others as well i don't know if you picked up on some of them no But it was like ran, random jim cummings voices he was one of the el dorado citizens mm-hmm. and he was also someone on the ship near the beginning okay but very much like just had one line sort of thing but cortez yeah. was his main role yeah. um and i do have to give a shout out to somebody actually called um uh the guy there's a guy who did the voice of el tivo who is the horse yes um so i just i always i don't know why i'm clearly stupid i just presumed horse Characters were voiced by horses. They just got a horse into the, into the recording studio. <laughs> well, no, but like in front of the microphone, <laughs> like horse sound effects, just like around, surely, but not. It's Frank Welker, who's popped up on the podcast before. Yeah, not voice, <laughs> you, know, that, you know the voice, voice. You recognize him from the horse. No, so I know, that, like, name. I know I that name. Frank <laughs> Welker. He's popped up on the podcast before. Okay. Um, I have to apologize because last week I said when we were going through characters, I was like, there's Bullseye, but he's not voiced by anyone. Bullseye's voiced by Frank Welker. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Two so horses he did... in a row. He likes, he likes a bit of heese. <laughs> My plural for <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like geese. And yeah, some heese. <laughs> and um, I'm just going to reel off some films he's been in, yeah, in on TV shows. We're going to be here for just a little second, but bear with me because it's just pretty impressive, okay? Cool. So he's in pretty much every Scooby-Doo movie ever, which, can I just say, is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe he has done Scooby-Doo and Fred. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's popped up in the Flintstones and Yogi Bear TV shows. I don't know who's in the films, but he might have been. Cause he has, so he's I'd been around for a long Frank... time then? Yeah, the 60s he's been around. Wow. Yeah, and he's still doing stuff now. He was in Scoob, the movie, which I think came out this year. Yeah. So he's still doing it.
1: Yeah, fair play to him.
0: But yeah, Flintstones and Yogi Bear TV show, but maybe the films as well, because I'm sure he's popped up on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, But he's been in Casper the Friendly Ghost, Gremlins, Basil the Great Mouse Detective, Inspector Gadget, Oliver and Company. He was in The Land Before Time. He does Sharp Tooth. Oh, wow. And then I guess he does Dragon in... um... In Secret Nim, then probably. Probably. But he's in The Little Mermaid. He's in Dink, the Little Dinosaur. He Amazing. is in DuckTales, which also maybe is where he popped up yeah. before. Rescue is Down Under. Aladdin and all its sequels and TV shows. He's Abu.
1: Right, of course.
0: Um, he's Raja, the tiger. Wow. So he just as animal sounds. Um, apparently, he does the roars in Lion King. In The Lion King, he is, whenever the lions roar, it is Frank Welker. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So he's the reindeers in the Santa Claus movies. He's in Goofy Movie, Pocahontas, Jumanji, Balto, Hunchback, Cats Don't Dance, Mulan, Rugrats, Tarzan, Toy Story 2, Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> The Grinch, Cat Dog, Shrek, Jimmy Neutron, Ice Age, Futurama and The Simpsons.
1: That is a joke.
0: And he's all, majority of the time, he's animals.
1: Yeah. It's I, I never in my life would have thought that the sound of Sharptooth was voiced for the same man as the sound of The, the Lion's Roars and The Lion King. Do you Literally. know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. Literally.
0: So he does, he does spike in the Rugrats films. The dog. Does he? But yeah. Apart from the third one. Apart from the first one, of course. <laughs> uh, but he's like Sabor in Tarzan. So basically, whenever an animal makes a noise, it's, it's Frank him. Welker. In the Grinch, live-action Grinch, he's the dog. <laughs> wow.
1: But like the dog also, couldn't
0: do his own voice. He had to
1: be yeah, dubbed like and Ray also, Park in Star Wars. <laughs> which,
0: yeah, also, which blows my mind on a similar level, this Frank Welker guy does Pongo and Purdy in the live-action 101 Dalmatians.
1: Amazing. Should we have should
0: we give a round of applause for Frank Welker? Frank Welker, absolutely. Give he's, a round of applause. He's at home. stolen. Guy? He's stolen my, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. a Frank Welker stan now. Yeah, me too. What guy? He's my scene stealer. Cool. Right. So uh... and he did the fucking horse. Who <laughs> <laughs> also actually was quite a fun character. to Very be fair. fun character. Yes. Yeah. Basically, got involved because he just followed them because of apples. <laughs>
1: yeah nearly drowned in the beginning (laughs) yeah there was a fair bit of darkness though because like when they first stowed away on the ship and uh cortez says oh you'll be flogged for however many days the next Mm. time we see them they've been on the ship for days so we can only guess that the time in between they were actually getting whipped and tortured
0: very true very true there is like real sort of stuff going on undertones of darkness yeah amongst the funny um did also um, I don't know if I should mention this in animation or characters, but like coming up, spoiler alert, is DreamWorks is Sinbad movie. Mm-hmm. Um and Miguel and Tulio really remind me of Sinbad and Proteus, who are like buddies in that.
1: Right. Their designs
0: yeah. are like weirdly similar. Yeah, so there's, there's clear definitely DreamWorks a style, vibe, there? yeah. Yeah. But I really like it. So I, what are you gonna score characters? I do like the characters. Um in love with frank welker and but shell shell does bring it down for me by just being this like sex symbol i don't know why yeah it just it rubs me up the wrong way um <laughs> i think it sounds boring to say the same but i think i'll just give it a seven
1: okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna be boring and agree with you and give, give it a
0: seven
1: as well so what? To... So okay <laughs> Animation.
0: Animation hit me um, with your rhythm stick. <laughs> couldn't find many
1: facts okay. on animation um, because it's not Disney; they're not showing off about it. Uh, of <laughs> um, obviously, you mentioned that a lot of the the staff are actually working on the Prince of Egypt, so they actually had like a like a smaller um, a smaller uh, staff staff working on it. Right. But I don't know how they managed it. But for me, this film is so much better looking than the Prince of Egypt. It's beautiful. And I think the Prince of Egypt is beautiful. I gave the Prince of Egypt an eight for animation. Whoa. Okay. Right. Yeah. They took a research trip to Mexico. I saw they went and visited all the actual like ancient cities and stuff, which I think is really cool. I always think if as an artist, if you've seen the actual thing that you're drawing or, or or making art about, then that's going to help, isn't it? Because you'll be able to know what it feels like to be there as well as what it looks like. Um, so yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't have many facts. Obviously, it's all traditional animation. Um, it's definitely digitally coloured because um, they've got sort of, you know, like nice soft shadows and things like that. Yeah, I um, really
0: like the colour palette as well.
1: The colour palette is amazing. It's so nice. Uh, so vibrant and bright. Um, but then also it can be sort of darkened and dim when it needs to be as well. So mm. it it was just a really good looking movie. So I'm, I, I, like I said, I don't have much more else to say, but I'm going to go straight to a score if that's okay go for it Um, and i'm gonna give it a 10 whoa i love that i'm gonna give it a 10 for animation go for it i don't i I couldn't fault that animation that is how i like animation to look Mm. it was crisp hand-drawn nicely colored they they, all the characters looked on model all the time i can't fault Mm. it there was nothing wrong with that
0: animation so i guess it was beautiful um i did love i love the designs i love the aesthetic i love the colors um, and do you know what? I think I've come to a conclusion that I actually just love two D DreamWorks in general. Mm. I think it's a really it's it's very different to Disney, but I think they they do it very well.
1: Yeah, they definitely got a nice they
0: had they had a nice thing going there. Yeah, before they abandoned it
1: completely. Sure.
0: Um, <laughs> I'll give it a nine.
1: Okay, some high scores
0: for the animation then, but it was it is a it was good and that film. it really stood out to me the animation yeah. pretty much for, straight for away for me
1: yeah it, it, as soon as, as soon as it started I was looking at it going okay okay, okay we're, we're we're serious now this is like uh, obviously it's a very different character designs are of a different style but the, the quality of animation was very much disney renaissance quality mm-hmm. for sure so you could you could take that animation you could stand it up next to tarzan hercules mulan and It would look just as good. Um, Which is high praise from me. That is. That's about as high praise as you can get. That is DreamWorks. For animation from me. Um, So take that, DreamWorks. It's probably the last time you're going to get it. Take it and run. (laughs) Take it and run. Uh, Right,
0: music. Music. Sound. Eldorado. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Elton it John, is, you actually sounded a bit like it, Elton John
0: I, I tried to channel so hard um, that song has been in my head for days, I tell you that honestly, every time I think about it in the podcast I'm like, Eldorado it just in. anyhow, so in 1996, Tim Rice and Elton John were asked to write songs and they started work immediately um, cool. and the producers didn't want too many songs for the actual characters to sing they wanted songs that just move the plot along um like tarzan yeah song. and i think there yeah. was well and Toy Story song, yeah, yeah i think there was one that julio miguel sang yes, and i think the rest was just elton doing what elton does <laughs> i definitely think like sorry
1: i'm interrupting you Sorry, I just hiccups and interrupted and <laughs> apologized sake. all at the same time. I just had like a little spasm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I definitely think that when Katzenberg was 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 make, thinking about this movie, um, I definitely like. I think at some point there was probably a thought. Obviously, I know it was in production before these films came mm. out. but There was definitely a, a thought where he thought. Tarzan really worked where it was just Phil Collins singing Mm -hmm. and every now and then a character might sing a little bit like the Trash in the Camp song or the beginning of You'll Be In My Heart he was like that really worked and the Tarzan's Tarzan Tarzan soundtrack is is one of the greatest soundtracks ever and I think most people that have listened to it agree with that like there's nobody that doesn't like that soundtrack Um, and then I also think that Katzenberg was probably thinking Lion is the best film ever and uh, Elton John wrote the music for that, Tim Rice. Mm. What if I merge Elton John and Tim Rice and the characters not singing much at the same time together? Then I'd have the best movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, de- I
0: definitely think that's, that there was some thought process yeah. that, went, that went like Very that. Very Disney Renaissance inspired. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and then... The the score was done by Hans Zimmer and John Powell, who have both popped up on Discussing Doodles before. Hans Zimmer yeah. is famous for doing things like Pirates of Caribbean, the Dark Knight trilogy, the Lion King, the Prince of Egypt, and honestly so many more. I'm not going to list <laughs> any more because yeah. we'll be here all day. And John Powell yeah. has popped up with Ants and Chicken Run, uh, but he also does Rat Race just bringing that up again <laughs> He,
1: um... I really need to go back and find every time we mention Rat Race in the postcards so it does good. pop up how do we shoehorn such an obscure stupid movie because <laughs> we love it so, so much <laughs> uh,
0: and John Powell does the all the sequels to Ice Age so he'll be popping up again um, How okay. to Train Your Dragon series Kung Fu Panda so he'll be popping up a few times
1: oh, um, would get used to that name Yeah,
0: and to be fair I I did enjoy um, the music side of things. It's quite funny because normally when Hans Zimmer does music, I love the score so much and the songs I'm like, yeah, they're okay. But weirdly enough, I sort of think I preferred the songs to the score of this film.
1: I'm not sure, you know, I, 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 think, I think for me, it was probably about 50-50. About yeah. uh, you, obviously, you've had the song in your head a week, but I, <laughs> I don't think any of the songs really, truly grabbed Mm-mm. me in a, in, a, in a massive way, and neither really did the score. Yeah. And th- that's a really weird thing to say, because I genuinely think, for all his faults, Elton John is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Mm like that man knows how to write a melody that will stay in your mind forever and ever. And ever. Yeah. Um, and he's written so many of the, so many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful songs. Um, but I, I, there wasn't one in here that made me go, oh yeah, that's a, that's an Elton John classic. That yeah. is. I was just like, oh, it sounds like he sat down for 10 minutes on a Tuesday afternoon and banged that yeah. one out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then I also think that Hans Zimmer is one of the the greatest composers of all time this the second and third uh Pirates of the caribbean uh, scores are especially the third yeah. one is, is quite possibly my favorite movie score ever it's like it's just sublime it's a good word that
0: it is a good word and it's it's a good word to describe that soundtrack
1: yeah and but again yet again it just didn't it sounded like they both were half 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 assing it I don't know about John Powell and obviously Tim Rice. The lyrics are obviously very good because they moved the story along mm. as they should. So Tim did his job <laughs> fine. I think I think he was the uh, he was the MVP of the music music yeah, team. Yeah, it's
0: weird. It it definitely like you say the team that they have. It's four very strong contenders, but it just I don't know. Mm. It wasn't. It's flat, only the it? opening song that's been in my head. I honestly couldn't really tell you many of the rest, if any. Like the others. And then yeah, the yeah. score. I literally, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what it sounded like. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I think, like we often say, I think it fit the scenes well. Yeah. There wasn't anything that stood out to me as wrong. No. So that's good. That is good, but nothing um, stood
0: out as like, oh my god, I need to listen to this and get goosebumps. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which Hans Zimmer normally does. Oh, definitely. And Jump Power, yeah. both uh, I mean, of them are most... on my playlists. I've listened to both of them before, so it's kind of weird. Yeah.
1: There's there's normally a, a melody in a in a Hans Han Zimmer movie that jumps out at you straight away. Yeah. Like 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 in The Lion King, for example. Mm-hmm. Ev- everyone that came out of the remake going, oh, that was so good. It made me feel like I was a child again watching The Lion King again. And what they don't realise is there's one man who's responsible for that. Yeah and that was Hans Zimmer. Yeah. The only reason you enjoyed that film was cuz of Hans Zimmer. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say that now. He was the MVP of that
0: movie. Oh yeah. Um
1: and and it's the same with Pirates of the Caribbean like the um Will and Elizabeth love love theme and, and stuff like that. Like there's so many like just little melodies that stay with you and they jump out at you straight away yeah. as iconic and there was there just wasn't one in this movie mm-hmm. for me. Agreed. Um so score wise yeah. I think I I'm going to I'm going to try and be fair personally and I'm going to give it a
0: Me six. Me too. Okay. Me Labber too. On the same page. Legacy. Then. Legacy. Well, funnily we enough after everything we just said about how meh the soundtrack came across it won an award for having the best composer. <laughs> okay. Um so there's <laughs> yeah, that. Fair enough. Um and another thing I've got is how much this is actually uh has become an internet meme this film it's huge on the internet it's sort of got a huge following following. yeah and like the amount of times i've seen the gif of tulio and miguel going both both is good i've seen that so many times yeah all over twitter everywhere like it definitely is a popular internet movie Uh, but that's about all i could find for it to be fair i don't think it's Dreamworks, like when people say name a Dreamworks film, this is never going to be the first one out of people's mouths is it?
1: No um,
0: I've got a couple of bits for Hit Legacy me. They had a whole series
1: of prequels planned and they were going to be called Road 2 and then it was going to be like another myth based around gold um, and they were going to go off and try and find lots of other different places as mm-hmm. well um, so the plan was to make an entire movie series based on these characters Um so the little group of, uh, it would have been Miguel, Tulio, Shell, and what's the horse called? El, El Tivo. Tivo,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it would have been them for going to lots of road road twos and lots of different ones. Um, but that never came to fruition for one big reason. And that was that this is the first ever DreamWorks film not to make a profit. Uh, and that's not very good. It's not, is <laughs> it? That's, uh, that's kind of minus points for your legacy mm. there unfortunately um yeah so obviously they spent a lot of money on it and you can see that there's a lot of money spent on it because it does look so beautiful hence the nine and the ten for animation yeah um but they didn't they didn't uh get all that money back so Um, that's uh that's a problem yeah um so unfortunately for me personally i can't give
0: it that high a score for uh legacy Legacy, i don't
1: have you got like a ballpark figure I'm in mind? I'm thinking
0: or? between a four and a five, okay. so I might go four.
1: Four. You you might go f- f- four. <laughs> I might go. You might go four. 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 four yeah. <laughs> four. I thought you were doing like a dramatic pause. I thought you were going X-Factor like style. I might go four. <laughs> five <laughs> <laughs> i might go
0: four is all i was saying
1: <laughs> four so you're gonna go four, four 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 okay i i i was thinking in my head when you said just between four or five i was like whatever one he goes with i'm gonna go with the opposite all right so i'm gonna go with five <laughs> just just to be nice <laughs> because i like like you said it's got a bit of a cult following and yeah, stuff it so i guess there are there are and points i there.
0: very much enjoyed the film so that adds to its legacy
1: yeah, if if, uh, if discussing Doodles enjoy it, then oh, I really did. I
0: had a fun time.
1: Fun times all around. Ra- thoroughly, that? thoroughly fun.
0: Thoroughly, thoroughly fun. <laughs> but, yeah, that is Eldorado. <laughs> Eldorado! Okay, hit me with your
1: fingers. <laughs> okay, so for story, you gave it a seven, I gave it a six. Mm-hmm. For characters, we both gave it a seven. Yup. For animation, you gave it a nine, I gave it a ten. Whoa. For Soundtrack, we both gave it a 6.
0: hmm
1: And for Legacy, you
0: gave it a 4. I gave it a 5. Okie dokey. The scores are in. Okay. Uh, we are at 67.
1: 67. So what are we looking at? What's, what's it close um, to here? It
0: sort of beats a lot of Series 2s. A lot of Series 2s like Return of Jafar, Robot Surf's Up, Cats Don't Dance, Pokemon, the Lorax, the Flintstones. It's better than all of them. Okay, that so that's that's quite nice. I feel like that's yeah, it. yeah, it'd be um, Yogi Bear and that sort of thing, but it's not quite as good as things like Ice Age or the first Pokemon or Pinocchio or Laputa. It's not as good as those. Sort of in between. How does it measure up against Dumbo? Dumbo was sixty six, so it's got one more than Dumbo. It's got
1: one more than Dumbo. So Dumbo, bless it! As much as I love it, it's still the lowest scoring movie Whoa, of season three. That's
0: mad for Disney.
1: Imagine Disney being at the at the lowest five weeks in. I can't wow. believe that because Dumbo is one of my faves. <laughs> yeah. but sixty-seven, like we say, that's like you know, if if eighty is an unbelievable film, yeah, the sixty-seven is not far. That's only thirteen points off. Yeah, that, so
0: that's a good that's a good score. I'd, I'd be i think that if I think were... El Dorado is pretty much middle ground in terms of the overall discussing doodles. It's got yeah. the same as Batman. I've just realised. Okay, but Batman's old, is. isn't it? So Batman,
1: Batman wins, wins that one out. Yeah,
0: there we go. Wow. Nice place. Okay, no,
1: I've, i yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good score for yeah. it. Really, I think that's that probably suits well. Um, so next week uh, we're going to be back in person, which will be lovely, <laughs> lovely, um, lovely, jubbly, and it's uh, Ardman Week. Cheers. We love Ardman Week. It's one of my favourite weeks, personally,
0: and mine.
1: Um. However, this is going to be the first time that I've been uh, not doing stop-motion animation, so it'll be interesting to see how that measures up, because um, we'll be watching
0: Flushed Away. Flushed Away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to it. Is it. it I remember it uh, being thoroughly, thoroughly entertained <laughs> by this movie when I was Thoroughly,
0: very fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's got um, a good
0: cast, cracking cast. Yeah. So, it really I look does. forward to...
1: I've, Yeah, I've got... Um, I've
0: got high hopes. Yes, high, high hopes. High hopes. High hopes. High hopes. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I can't remember what we do next. We we'll say, like... we'll say goodbye. We say
0: goodbye.
1: Oh, we we'll say goodbye. Yeah. Um, Luke, no, we know we don't. Luke, where can we find you?
0: Oh, you can find me at Lukey Reed, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube.
1: Mark, you had. Before you had a, you made an announcement on your YouTube, um, this week just gone, didn't you?
0: I did.
1: Do you want to make the same announcement on your podcast? Oh, I didn't
0: realize that was going to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, working on something. Mark is involved too, won't say how much, <laughs> but <laughs> he is involved too. Um, a little project coming soon to the YouTube channel if you want updates. Uh, follow a Twitter and an Instagram called Reborn Who. It's all about Doctor Who. Um, there is a Doctor Who project coming. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. Follow it for updates. I'm excited
1: too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you can find me, which is much, much less exciting. No. You can find me at MJR on Twitter and at MJR underscore 2.0 on Instagram. Um, and then obviously make sure to follow the show. At Disc Doodles on Twitter, um and you can find us on Letterbox two where you can see all the movies in order. That was really nice and polished. That it was like a like like practice. Yeah, it
0: was like you were reading an auto cue <laughs> Have you got it written? Doesn't it? No, no, that
1: was just all off off my head. Professional. Just done it. I've done it thirty three times now. Do you know True. what I mean? It's like it's just getting easier. You easy. know you're shit now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: cool. Well that's us then. We'll see you again. See you for Flush Away.